Hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show. The place, try the place for all things multifamily, and I am excited, Trot, I know you're excited today to talk about something that, well, quite frankly, is rarely talked about. However, it's there. It's there all the time when it comes to multifamily, and I'm talking about multifamily speed limits, Trot. Multifamily speed limits. Now, we'll probably have quite a few of our viewers or listeners wondering, what, what, what the hell are you talking about with speed limits and multifamily? Like the ones what, you see in the parking lot. You know, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm confused. Well, we are going to break through that confusion, and we're going to talk about multifamily speed limits, how these speed limits affect you, and what you can do about them when it comes to investing in multifamily, either passively or actively. Okay, but before we get into that, Trot, a couple of quick things. Number one, if you like what you hear on this episode, if what Trot and I talk about here resonates with you, make sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, we'd love to have you join us and uh, subscribe to the channel, obviously, but we want to make sure you get access to future episodes, right, and some of those past episodes too, because there's a lot of value there. So don't forget during this episode sometime, click that subscribe button, and we want to hear your comments. We'd like to have some dialogue with you regarding what we're going to be speaking about with multifamily speed limits, so make sure you leave us your comments so we can have some, uh, some dialogue with you. We'd love to do it. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. So Trot, I got to ask you a question. We're talking about multifamily speed limits today. So when you drove here today, when you drove to the office, to the studio, when you drove to the studio, did you drive the speed limit today? Today? No, I didn't, believe it or not. You no, didn't? No, I wouldn't say I was a madman on the road or I was, you know, going too fast, but no, okay. I didn't. So you went over the speed limit? I did. Okay. Yeah. So you went over the speed limit and... So I know this is going to sound like a dumb question, but there, there's a reason I'm asking you this. Did you get here faster by breaking the speed limit? Yes, absolutely. You did. Yeah. You did. And you theoretically could have gotten here even faster if you would have broken the speed limit to even a bigger degree than you did on your way here. Would that be accurate? That'd be 100% accurate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now... Let's pretend for a second that you decided to drive at the speed limit or maybe even a little below. You felt a little conservative today. You wanted to be careful. You wanted to limit your risk today, okay? So you drove maybe a couple miles under the speed limit. You know, similar to the way when you're following somebody with a handicap license plate on their car, they're usually <laughs> going below the speed limit, right? Right. Because they're right. being careful. They're avoiding risk. Now, if you would have done that, would you have gotten here maybe a little bit slower? Yes, yeah. Late almost. Yeah, probably yeah. a lot slower. Yeah. Right? And more than likely, our viewers and listeners are understanding the analogy that we're using here about multifamily speed limits. Because really, in a lot of areas of our lives, even especially when it comes to multifamily, 
There are self-imposed speed limits that we put on ourselves. And then there are industry speed limits that are put on you. Okay, so the industry, the multifamily industry, the investment industry, whether it's passive or active, they've got some speed limits they think you should follow. You know, you need to stay under these speed limits. We recommend staying under these speed limits, right? Um, and then there are speed limits that we put on ourselves in terms of how fast we're going to go, how quickly we should be doing something, how much action we should be taking when it comes to things. And of course, we're talking about multifamily, right? And so uh, if you think about speed limits, why do they exist? Why do speed limits exist, Trot? To mitigate risk and safety and all that kind of stuff. Right. So speed limits are out there. So again, we're using driving speed limits, right. but there's usually driving, but there's other speed limits too. Um but when you drive, they've got the speed limit at a set amount because what did you say the reason was? To mitigate risk and, and increase safety. To increase safety and mitigate risk, right? Yep. So we want to make sure everybody is as safe as they possibly can be. We want to mitigate as much risk as we possibly can because the let's just say the people that make the rules on what those speed limits should be, what are they assuming about the average person out there? What are they assuming about the average person? That they need those speed limits. That they're average. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's basically like this. The speed limits are put in place for people that are kind of in a worst case scenario. So in other words, we want to make these speed limits this amount because we know we've got some folks that even if they get close to that speed limit, man, it's going to be a disaster. Right. Right. So those speed limits are put in place to really ensure as much as possible that the average or below average person is going to have as little risk and as much safety as possible. Right. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So again, it doesn't take a scientist or a PhD to figure out what my analogy is here. See, most people, when it comes to speed limits on themselves or in multifamily, operate from the standpoint of average, okay? So if you want average results in multifamily or even in your life in other areas, you need to be doing what average people do, right? Right. So when it comes to multifamily investing, Tribe, do we want average no. We God. want above average. No. Right? Right. And do you think that we're capable of getting above average results? Yes. Of course. Um, will it take above average time, effort, energy, action in order for us to get those above average results? Absolutely. That's right. So in every area of multifamily, from the number of properties you look at, the number of properties you go through a due diligence process with, the number of offers that you make, the number of offers you get accepted, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to operate in the world of average, you're going to be down the road one, two, three, four years from now. And how many properties maybe will you have owned or invested in during that time? Not too many. Uh -uh. You're lucky if you do one. Yeah. 
right? You're lucky if you do one. I know people that operate in that speed limit area or below when it comes to multifamily, and they've gone literally years without investing. They like to look. They like to check things out. They like to read about it. They like to listen to things about it. But they're operating at that speed limit, and they're not really making much progress, all right? But then you go ahead and you take an example like our investment partners, right. okay? And there's even like a, a, a select chunk of those investment partners of ours. Are they operating using multifamily speed limits? Oh, yeah. I think we all are. But do you think that their speed limits are higher than the average or at the average? They're probably a little bit higher than the average investor. They're definitely higher than right. the average investor. But yeah. you know their their speed limits might not be as high as yours, where you're the right. active investor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in order for them to operate and get involved in owning thousands of apartment units, you've got to be operating at an above average speed limit that you're putting on yourself in terms of what you plan on investing in, how you plan on investing, the kind of information that you're looking at, the kind of information you're processing and the actions that you're taking in order to make that kind of progress, okay? And so, you know, if you if you look back at, so 30 years ago, so you look at me like it is an example. So 30 years ago, I'm working in a prison as a prison guard, right? So I decided that's not for me, and my story is available in other places um, on my channel and in other places, so I won't take a half hour to go over my story, but let's just say 30 years later, here I am. You know, we've I've got ownership in over 1,200 units, um, management company, brokerage company, all of those things. Does that happen to somebody that is operating and putting speed limits on themselves in an average way? No, it no can't. way. It can't. No, and we could go ahead and you and I could give dozens of examples. Uh, many of them are investment partners that started with the process of, hey, I'm going to own multifamily property, but I'm not just going to own it. I'm going to make this a part of how I am going to create financial impact in my world. Financial impact on me, financial impact on, you know, like people you care about, right. and financial impact on like charities and those kinds of things. So I'm not going to just go the speed limit here. I'm putting my foot down on the gas and I'm freaking going past that speed limit because I want to achieve those results bigger and faster than the average person putting multifamily speed limits on themselves, right? And we know some of those people and they've done an excellent job of that. If I'm kind of new to multifamily and I'm out there maybe looking for my first or second or third property, okay? Um, and I'm listening to this and I'm kind of wondering myself, you know, maybe I am kind of putting some speed limits on myself. Um, maybe I'm, maybe consciously or subconsciously, I'm putting the speed limits on my progress by the amount of action I'm taking, by the amount of work that I'm doing, the time and the energy into this. What would you say to those people, Trot, that are thinking about that and think maybe they're putting some speed limits on themselves? What would you say to them? I think the first thing they need to do is address what their speed limits are. Okay. Um, they got yeah. to figure out what's holding them back, right. and then they have to analyze how they can raise those speed limits or eliminate them. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's just it's a lot of reflection. Um, again, it's conscious or subconscious. You never yep. know. I mean, until you sit down and actually think about it. And then once you're able to figure out what they are, then you can analyze it, and then you can either remove it or raise the mm-hmm. the um, speed limit. Yeah. And you know, for a good example about that, I'd say is is you know you have someone on the extreme of like Dave Ramsey who who puts 100% down, and pays everything in cash. Like okay. He says right. Mm-hmm. So his speed limit for growth, I guess. I mean, it's it's a whole different business model. It makes sense, right? For him, um, but you know, he could have bought a lot, a lot more mm-hmm. with, you know, a little bit more risk, higher speed limit, putting mm-hmm. a little bit less down. Um, but then you have the other extreme where it's 0% down, completely financed, and they have no speed limit, mm-hmm. which could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's important to figure out what they are, analyze them, and then determine how you can increase it. Yeah. So it's it's awareness. Right. It's awareness. Being aware that you're putting self-imposed speed limits on your progress. And to your point, there's differing degrees of that. And there's really no wrong answer here. No. But at the end of the day, you can't be 10 years down the road and say to yourself, well, man, I wish I would own twice as many units as I do now. Or I wish I would have gotten twice as many results. And and you don't want to be in that position. So, yeah, it's the awareness part of it. And then once you're aware of it, what, if anything, are you going to do about it? What kind of actions are you going to take without without being reckless? So obviously, we could go beyond the speed limit and our chances of getting into an accident, maybe even a near-fatal accident, increase, don't they? By quite a lot, yeah. too. So, I mean, there's, of course, degrees to this, but it's the awareness of it that you're talking about. And I think that that is, you know, super, super important. So what I would tell our listeners and our viewers, and and, and let's wrap this up, okay? The multifamily speed limits, they're there. They're out there. Your progress that you're going to make as a multifamily owner and investor is really going to be based in large part by how much or how many speed limits you put on yourself. But make sure you understand two things like we discussed. Number one, be aware of it. Be aware that, yeah, more than likely, you're putting some speed limits on yourself. And it's probably limiting what you're being able to accomplish. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, know that speed limit is really for the average person. There's no wrong answer. If you want to be average, fine, be average. Okay, but the speed limits are created for those that are average and even below average. And so if that's what you want, follow the speed limits. But if you don't want that, you need to be surpassing the speed limits as much as you can. And then the third point about that, the number three point about that is, of course, there's a point of where you're going way too fast, running way too hard, taking way too many risks. Okay, You don't want to be doing that either. So the answer to that is the awareness of the experience that you'll gain along the way. So then you'll start you'll start to have that ability of knowing exactly where that speed limit really needs to be. And then keeping it at that speed limit as much as you can, knowing that speed limit better damn well be above the average speed limit, right? Right. Right. Okay. So multifamily speed limits. Um, it's real. Speed limits are real. 
Think about what kind of speed limits you've been putting on yourself, knowing that you've got the awareness of this now. Think about as you now move forward with your multifamily future, building your multifamily empire trot, that you're going to be more than likely consciously or subconsciously putting speed limits on yourself. But it's this kind of awareness that will allow you to not only recognize it, but allow you to work with it and then allow you to surpass it. Right? Right. Yeah. So any final word on speed limits at all when it comes to multifamily? I'd say the last thing I, I think that everyone should know is I don't think Darren is saying that this is a I know he's not saying it's a it's a get rich quick scheme. Um, you know, we're talking about faster, but it's still a long term game, mm -hmm. right? So it's not, you know Great point. Yes. Great point. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we say this is long term? A lot. I mean, we're looking at properties right now. Right, we're discussing them, and what's the first thing we're saying when we're looking at them? It's a twenty-year project. Long term. This is a long-term deal. So yeah, I mean that's a great point. You are exactly right. We don't want anybody to think that you can start in multifamily on Monday and you've broken all speed, sound, speed and sound barriers by Friday, and you've got five thousand units you own. Um, that's a recipe for a disaster. Right? <laughs> we know that it is a long-term game. But understanding it's a long-term game, back to the awareness thing, and then knowing that you've got to surpass those speed limits to get to where you want to get to faster in that long-term game is really where I think it makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So try, thank you for joining me today and talking me. about multifamily speed limits. Thank you for joining us today on the Heartland Multifamily Show, the place for all things multifamily. And again, if you like what you heard on this episode, we'd love to hear from you. So hey, leave some comments below. Let's have some dialogue. And make sure you click that subscribe button, not only to make sure that you are going to be able to never miss out on any future episodes, but also get access to those past episodes where there is just a ton of value. Trot, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, have a great day. We'll see you.